Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you gonna pay? And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. For Mecca Echo City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. It is the year 2021. My name's Rob Florence. Grado is here as always. Uh, Grado, how are you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I don't like when f- Happy New Year's out the window, mate. That's what the fuck is it? Happy New Year is not out the window, mate, until it is. The first couple of weeks of January, I think, are fine and we're still within that window, I would say. So, Happy New Year to you, mate. Sorry, doing it in a podcast, but if somebody came up to me in the street and said Happy New Year, which they're probably not allowed to do that these days, but I would. I'd get I'd get mortified for them. What if they hadn't seen you? What if they hadn't seen you like run about New Year? So this was the first time they saw you. Uh, is it not acceptable then? Cut off the sixth, seventh, the ninth at a push. No, I say I would say two weeks. I would say there's a two week window, and then even even so, I would I would still give people. Why you? I mean, I wouldn't resent anybody telling me Happy New Year any time of the fucking year. I could see somebody in July, and I've not seen them since the previous year, and they go, like, Happy New Year. Yeah, I'd be like, well, thanks for thinking of that. You know what I mean? Even coming into their heat that late in the year would make me feel quite special. No, I'm a bit funny with stuff like that, to be honest with you, mate. Uh, now, let's just move on to see what the punters are up to, because this is a, uh, you know, it's about the fans, this podcast. But before, it's a... we, before we get into that, can we address this, that Grado started watching wrestling again, Rab? We found out that Grado started watching wrestling over the festive period. I think this needs to be addressed at the top of the show. I don't like the sound of this. What are you, what, what are you doing watching wrestling? I just, I've kind of been missing it. And we've been locked down and all this carry on. And you're right, I've managed to fit in three or four shows. Uh, I uh, watched the New Japan show. I watched two episodes at AEW. I can't get into WWE. Um, and the night I would have tried to t- to get last night's impact, uh, and me, but I'm going to do that later. I don't know, man. I've just been missing it. It's kind of brought. I've 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 been into it. I've been watching um, documentaries and stuff like that. Aye, it's just I have missed it. It's been a been a while. So, aye. So I've I mean, been watching. I've been watching a wee bit here and there. I have to say, I've been keeping my horn in, and uh, but most of my you know when I'm not watching basketball, when I'm not watching my Brooklyn Nets playing, uh, as you can see on the hat. What? did you really start liking basketball? What? When did you start liking basketball? Yeah, I love basketball. Are you doing do you? I'm basically I'm the biggest basketball Sh- fan in Scotland. Chicago Bills. I do, ba- I do basketball daft. <laughs> you know, you know listening to basketball daft. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favourite player then? It's me and the Crankies. I present it. Basketball daft. 
They, they think it's called swinging daft. <laughs> I've not told them. Who's your favourite player? Michael Jordan? Of all time or the new? Who's, who's, who's the top dog in there? Well, the new my favourite Who's the Rangers player? of the basketball world? The new my favourite player is... I'm, I'm big on Jarrett Allen in the Brooklyn Nets, who's a young guy, 22 years old, who um, is just getting better and better with every passing season in the bubble. He was. This is all part of the basketball daft. Let's know. Okay. This. Let's see what the correspondence for for the people has been um, over, the, over the past few while. No, somebody get in touch. This is Rory. We get in touch with, and he says, he says, hi Neil. Currently working my way through the podcast and episode 44, Grado says he went to his first Scottish independent show and a wrestler called the great Scott McKenzie was there. He he went to uni down here in Northampton. Oh, fuck, man. I've done a Scottish accent for this one. He went to uni down here in Northampton and learned in the loosest possible sense of the word to wrestle down here at a promotion called Brawl. I remember Brawl. As soon as Grado said he stunk, I knew who he was talking about. He was the big cheese at Brawl, and he used to run chop training for the young trainees, me at 14. Brawl brought over C.W. Anderson in Chili Willy in August 2001 after the demise of ECW. He worked Chili Willy and was the cock of the walk after that. He went (laughs) over to the US to train under C.W. shortly after for six weeks and on a show they had him dress up as Santa and had the heels attack him, which also involved a 12-inch black rubber dildo being shoved in his mouth. He came back to UK and disappeared shortly after. Love the podcast. Cheers, Rory. So that was a Rory there, who is Scott McKenzie's stalker. Um, just keeping us up to date with uh, Scott McKenzie's career. Here, wow. Patrick, did you enjoy that? That was fucking... Oh, I hope he's. I hope the great Scott McKenzie isn't a listener to the show, if he's still alive. This was uh, 20 years ago. And, uh, wow, could man. Succumb, could have succumbed to the COVID. Easy, he'd be in that age range, maybe. You don't know. Uh, he that that brawl show had that on tape as well, the Chili Willie and C W Anderson one. Rotten. Hats off to Bronze Cello who was able to get a quick screen grab of this from WWE on BT Sports Twitter account before it was deleted. WWE and BT Sports said they tweeted out, "What is a crazy WWE fact that sounds fake but isn't?" And Meng's mullet replied, "Vince McMahon helped Jimmy Snooker get away with murder." <laughs> <laughs> This is a danger, isn't it? This is a danger when you open up your social media accounts. Uh, social media is terrible. We get asked on Twitter, by the way, speaking of social media, whether or not you get any wrestling presents for Christmas. So before we get to the listeners, Grado, did you get any wrestling presents for your Christmas? Do you know what, man? I'm starting to think about it. Probably the first year I never got any wrestling. I mean, I got a secret Santa thing for one of the troops at the radio, and it was a WWE Trump's, is it Trump's card. Mm-hmm. WWE Trump's card, does that exist? So that's top, the only top, thing top I got. Top Trump set. Aye, Top Trump set. I got Top Trump set. Aye, I bought a deck of Top Trump's cards. Is it like football stickers? You know, it's it. like it's a game where you just, you play a card and your opponent plays a card and then whoever has the highest number in a chosen category is a uh, What's well, like Snap? No Snap, but like Scabby snap. Queen and all that kind of thing. It's not Scabby Queen. It's Mare Lake. What is it Mare Lake? It's mere just simply a game of, you know, you're trying to play the higher number than your opponent uh, based on category. So let's say, for example... Oh, Safe. Grado could be Charisma. Um, Grado could be Technical Ability 80. Charisma 92. Um, height, or uh, no, no uh, Strength uh, 75. Blue Nose 99. <laughs> and then you play it against my cards. You put Grado doing, and I would maybe put doing Chris Sutton, for example, and you would say Blue Nose. And you go against Chris Sutton, who's a Blue Nose rating of zero. 
um, grade old one that in that category. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Aye. Cool man, it's stolen my boot along with the ga- cake of galaxy chocolate. So I might. Why have you not ate the galaxy chocolate? I don't want to get into mating habits, mate. I, really, really I don't. don't. I didn't get any wrestling presents because I'm a grown man. But let's see what the. <laughs> but what did you get? What did I get? Uh, well, you got, how can you say that? When, what is fucking behind you in that room? There's a lot of the ring shit. Star Wars and fucking. There's no Lord of the Rings shit behind me. There is Zelda fucking. There's no Zelda behind me. Warhammer. There's, well, there's Warhammer behind me. Let's (laughs) let's see what uh, Andy got. Andy got a signed John Cena print and some baklava for his work secret Santa. Uh, I hope you're not an IRA for that baklava. Oh, baklava. I'm thinking balaclava. Sorry, Andy. (laughs) What is a baklava? Baklava is like that. It's like a pastry. it's tasty, the clava. Paul gets spoiled. He he got the autograph Finn Balor DVD and the new Wrestling Daft Mark is here shot. Okay. Um, uh, 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 they, uh, they still do DVDs? DVDs still exist, aye. Um, well, you can get yours, by the way. If you want a Wrestling Daft t-shirt member listeners, you can get yours at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. Uh, Kyle Customs, the maker of wrestling figures extraordinaire, big friend of the show, friend of the podcast. He got American football shoulder pads uh, because he's going to convert them into Road Warrior stroke LOD style shoulder pads. I've seen the update on Instagram. I've actually been following that. It does look pretty exciting. That guy t- could go all the way with all that stuff, by the way. Let me tell you something. Yeah, that guy, if anybody's going to be able to turn a pair of shoulder pads into a pair of LOD shoulder pads, it's going to be Kyle Customs. Uh, check out Kyle Customs on Twitter and stuff if you want to look into the custom wrestling figure business. Stevie got a Triple H stroke motorhead t-shirt. Uh, Mick got a wrestling daft t-shirt. That's good. And well done just, everybody that got wrestling daft merch. That's cool, isn't it? He's got a picture he sells his dick out. Um, he sent us, but it looks oh, like fuck, he's, I just noticed that. he's covered his dick with a uh, wee picture of my face. Appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, finally, thanks to E. Andrew Dice Clay, who brought to our attention a clip of Grado teaching Japanese wrestler Kikato- Kikotaro to sign to sing Donald. Where's your trousers? I'm doing that again. And finally, thanks to E. Andrew Dice Clay, who brought to our attention a clip of Grado teaching Japanese wrestler Kikotaro uh, uh, Donald. Where's your trousers? Um, the famous Scottish song. Here we go. It's better than the actual lyrics. Love it. That was good. That was that was good. I like that. When was that? When was that? You worked with him? That was uh, that was in the Midwest, Uh, December 2015. I believe we were travelling for Indianapolis, Gary, Indianapolis, to fucking. Where were we going? It doesn't matter, but. They were the days, eh? They were the days. The I feel days. like some fucking washed up, um, you know, you get the fucking pop bands that, you know, that team up together and, and release, you know, you get like, the Cunt Fest Club 7, the Cunt for 5, man, they all look like junkies and sit together and talk about their, their, their stories back in the 90s. That's what I feel like, you know? Fuck, mate, you're not, we, we don't think you're that, don't we know, John? No, you're not washed up, Grado. You've got a good career ahead of you. I've still got hope for the WWE. Mate, I'm doing the travel and the fucking radio in the morning. 
<laughs> right. No. Uh, we always do the pun in. Well, it seems like we always do it now. We'll see how long we're going to run it this year, though. I feel as if it's coming to a natural Oh, end. no, it's brilliant. Oh, Rab, you're a... That's, come Every on, Every week we ask you to come up with puns based on wrestling. Loads of people having a dry January right now. No me, I have to say. So we ha- we thought we'd rub your noses in it by asking for alcohol-based wrestling puns this week. So here we go. <laughs> Chris got in touch with Chief J Strongbow <laughs> Dark Fruit. <laughs> Or Jägermeister Perfect. <laughs> Very good. Kev says the big boss Manhattan. Gustav says vodka Red Bull Buchanan. <laughs> Tiger Ali Singer. Two beers and one. And Bam Bam Bigelow and Brow. <laughs> Kyle says hacksaw gym and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> Glasgow Bob. Greg the Hammered Valentine. John says... King Kong Budweiser. Bailey's. <laughs> Cactus Jack Daniels. Steven says D'Lo Brown Ale. <laughs> and James says Jack Daniels Brian. Pablo's Vault of Horror get in touch with Glenn Jacobs Creek. <laughs> RVWKD. Carling Black Label. Black Label, ICW. Boozer Brody. <laughs> Man, Boozer Brody is good. And Heineken Reich. <laughs> Scott says Sin Carling. Karate Warrior get in touch with Sambuca T. <laughs> and Peroni Saturn. <laughs> Martin says Tenant Special Delivery Jones. Ridley Hendrix get in touch with Bobby the Brain Steaming. <laughs> mean Jin Oakland. Lex Lager. <laughs> uh, the Honky Plonk Man. Johnny Wajushin Super Lager. That's <laughs> 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 fucking brilliant. How <laughs> <laughs> do I get beats that? Wajushin <laughs> Super Lager. Oh my god. Steve O says Innocent BT Gun. <laughs> Echo Falls Count Anywhere. Just Brad says CM Punk IPA Rowdy Voddy Piper <laughs> Rum Simmons and Maduri Funk Jr. Which is great oh, Ladenoid says Tully Drunkard <laughs> Boozer <laughs> Boozer T <laughs> Brandy Savage <laughs> And Jake the Jake Roberts <laughs> <laughs> Oh John Cena Caladas that came for Chad and Craig got in touch with Ricky the Dragon Soup Steamboat <laughs> the Big Red Stripe Machine uh, Jake the Snakebite Roberts um, Big Mad Andy gave his Mad Dog Jesse James <laughs> Toast McSavage gave, gave his Dolph Zinfandel the Big Slow Gin <laughs> and Pixar Pished <laughs> And Degenerate66 said, Scott Hall, oh, sorry, I read that wrong. He said, making the joke that we asked just for alcoholics, That's which funny, man. is really distasteful. That um, was really good. Obviously, if anybody is dealing with um, alcohol-related issues at the minute, um, which is possible with everything that's going on, um, with the lockdowns, 
with the pandemic and stuff like that, then do if you feel you're in need of talking to someone for some help or some guidance on that issue, then make sure to do that. I mean, that is a it is an issue that's um, quite widespread, and um, I mean, I'm sure you must agree here, Gredo. Are you getting to say on that front? Drink, drinkaware.co.uk. And if you want, oh, here, what are we going to do for the puns next week? I don't know, for some reason I was thinking fags. No way. Fags. <laughs> have we done drugs? Oh, we've not done, done drugs. Have we done, done drugs? We did medicine. We did medicine, but we've not done drugs. I've never done I. What about just fucking debauchery then? What about drugs and fags? <laughs> well, fags is a drug. Aye, <laughs> you're right. So, drugs well, we did fags. drugs. That'll be good. So we like Smackdown, but you know what I mean? Just fucking... A.K. Lynch. Aye. Oh, Kid Hash. Did. Kid Hash. Yep. We're laughing. Aye. We've got it. Aye. So uh, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Our email is indeed at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling. The kids going to school for the homeschooling. Well, I actually. John's written this again. I think it's good that the kids are homeschooling. So I don't know what John's suggesting here. John's suggesting we put our wains into school uh, and have them spreading COVID. Is that what you're suggesting, no, John? No, I'm, not suge- I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm just suggesting that homeschooling is a fucking absolute pain in the fucking hole, is what I'm suggesting. Well, are, you da- are, you da- are you doing it the new, John? Aye. I'm doing two children and trying to do a job. And they shouldn't be in schools. They absolutely shouldn't be in schools. My wife's a teacher, but... But it's a fucking hard graft, I'll tell you that much. So obviously there's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot to talk about here in terms of burying and putting over and stuff like that. There's already been a Wrestling Daft episode out this week and it was the Marks, right? And you just had a chance there to talk about the the kind of big shocker for before Christmas, which was Brody Lee passing away, which I think shocked every wrestling fan that was out there. So what what were the boys saying about that, John? I mean, I... I mean, it was just a shock to everyone, wasn't it? You saw the outpouring from like both sides of wrestling, AEW and WWE. I have to say, though, the, the, the show that um, AEW put on, the tribute show, was absolutely incredible. I've, I've never seen anything like that. Was Wayne, you know, hitting, you know, giving the belt. It, it was absolutely incredible. And I don't know if you've seen um, the promo that, um, uh, what's his, I've told his name's just completely escaped me. Uh, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan. Not Eric Rowan. Um, <clears throat> oh, God. He just came out of AEW recently. He's, you're a big fan of him, Rab. And his name was... Oh, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Um, I don't the one he did backstage. The one he did backstage after the show is one of the most incredible moments I've seen in wrestling in a long time, you know. And it was just it was just an absolute shock, you know. And AEW done, I think, an incredible job. And, and saying that, WWE have, have come out as well and, and done a great job. So... Listen, uh, you 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 struggle to find a, a death that's affected uh, the wrestling community as much as what it has. It's affected a lot of people. Not, not one bad, bad word to say about the guy. Total family man. Um, it's just a horrible, horrible story. Horrible, you horrible you story. Grado, I never watched him. Met him once. Fun enough, he was with, with his family. It was in New Orleans, and you couldn't meet a nicer, nicer guy. Um, and you're right, man. It's, I, I, I can tell why he's right up your street. 
Rob, definitely. He was a guy, I, he was, I mean, I loved him when he was in WWE um, and really hoped that they would day with him because he's, he's, you know, he's, I always talk about how I love these big men that can, they can just really, really go and he just had, and, you know, you, you can go too, but obviously it was a big shock at the time. It was really sad because it's like he, he's, you know, just his kids and all that kind of stuff. And then you think as a die yourself, it's just like the worst. It's the worst thing um, and the biggest shock. And a day, I think they handled it all beautifully and all the stuff they did with his wee boy and all that. And, um, you know, bringing his wee boy, making making his wee boy really feel like he, he had a wider family around him. I mean, he had that support of a wider family around him. And it was, it was, it was really moving when you were seeing people like Cody you know, in with the wee guy because Cody's lost his dad as well, you know what I mean? And I know Cody's a grown man who lost his dad, but which is, you know, which is on a different level. But I think when you've when you've lost your dad, you know, you know what I mean? You know, um, you know what that feels like. It doesn't matter whether you're, you're eight or you're 10 or you're 30 or you're 40 or you're 50, but it's something you feel really keenly. And I think they did that really beautifully, but... There's I, there's a lot there's a lot of happiness to take out you as well because man fuck me I would I would love it if after I passed away people people spoke about me like that you know what I mean it's like that's just you've lived a you've lived a great life and you know he, he lived a he lived a short life and was was you know passed away way too soon but man to, to have people speak of you that highly. And to be that moved, and like you say, Grado, nobody with a bad word to say, and we a family that loved you, and we, um, you know, your, your your colleagues that loved you, and friends that loved you, and bosses that loved you, um, and trainees that loved you, and you know, just just fans, people that pass through his life and stuff, like that. and it's just hopefully in time. You know, I'm I'm sure everybody's going to help his kids see that as well. That that's like it's special having that. It's special in this fucking world, man. It's special having a dad who made so many people so happy and so that felt so good to have known him. You know what I mean? That's, that's, I hope I hope that's the one positive they, that they can take going forward. And I, and and I think the other positive will be that you know that family will be looked after by everybody. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. But I, I I love it. It makes me. It's an extremely sad thing, and it was an extremely upsetting thing when it happened. But I think when you look, when you look at it now, it makes you smile about wrestling. That that's like one of the positive sides of wrestling when you can see that outpouring of love for, um, for people who all love the same thing and all, all recognise somebody who, um, put a good face on wrestling. You know what I mean? Um, I you know it's like John Moxley can you say it better when he was talking about it how it's wrestling's a community, and and as man, it's like. <clears throat> you know, Dana fit my daft, you day basketball daft, Rob. Mm-hmm. But wrestling daft, it does feel like a, there's something about the wrestling community. As it's like we're all, I mean, it's weird. Like we are, it's when I say we're all a team, but we are kind of all a team because it's a kind of weird thing that we're into. There's nothing. There's, it is a bit unnormal, and the, the obsession that we have, especially yeah. the obsession that we get, like the ex, the extremities to the. To the, to the obsession that we've got with I mean I'm fucking I paid £25 to watch a, a, a documentary about how a belt was made the other day Aye. you know what I mean like well I think the difference is you get you, you do football daft and uh, I do basketball daft like you said and we you know and we're fans of sports and stuff like that and they, they, they things are great because they're tribal 
You know what I mean? Like Rangers fans know it's a tribe and Celtic fans know it's a tribe and fans of the Lakers it's a tribe and fans of the Brooklyn Nets it's a tribe. But wrestling is all one big tribe. Mm-hmm. There's maybe different companies and different promotions, but when it gets right down to the nitty gritty, we're all one. We're all one tribe. And so when one when one great example of what we all love, which and, and, and in truth what we all love is we don't actually love the wrestlers who are um, great in the ring and all of that, but they're fucking assholes backstage. We don't love them. Nobody likes hearing that story. Anybody that says they do like hearing that story about a wrestler is lying to themselves. Mm. Um, what we like to hear is um, somebody who's great in the ring, somebody who's great on the mic, and all the boys and all the women in the back loved them as well. You know what I mean? That's what you want to hear. You know what I mean? That's they're, they're, the, they're the guys we really love, and I think we, we feel it strongly when they go because they, they fit that ideal of what we want wrestling to be. So you hear the story's own heart. Kind of reminds you of that, didn't it? Because not not that one person had a bad word to say about him. And the stories you hear about own heart are like, you want an old mayor, didn't you? Like, Aye. I remember just like talking to Jeff Jarrett one night, t- tell me stories about own heart and tell me what the difference ribs he used to play and how they used to travel together and they, they knew this. You know, it was it was run about WrestleMania time, and this woman who used to do like their gear, and he used to look after them and look after their flights and stuff like that, and and he was telling me about the relationship Owen had with this old woman, and it was just it was amazing hearing the stories, and you just think what a great guy, and I think that's going to be the the case with Brody Lee for years to come as well. Everybody will have the same sort of sentiment, the same kind of love for what they did for own heart. Aye, there's one merry thing um, I want to say about the. There was a wee bit of business happening after Brody Lee passed away with the, <clears throat> with the fucking dirt sheets. Oh, and mate. Fuck me, man. No. Wow. He must never forget this. And, and it's, I think wrestling fans should be duty-bound to remember this. Dirt sheets are referred to as the dirt sheets for a reason. It's because they are trash. They are trashy. Um, dirty. It's a dirty business um, where... Writers who I'm not even convinced are 100% fans of wrestling uh, just try and gain traction among a fan base. Among that tribe that I'm talking about, they try and gain traction by spreading gossip and spreading malicious rumour. And that's how they always were. We talk about how uh, the wrestlers back in the day they used to read the dirt sheets and stuff like that and they used to hate the dirt sheets and they used to hate the dirt sheet writers. And, that. and there was a fucking reason for that. And the reason for that was these, these people won their loyalty they weren't the loyalty to the spirit of wrestling or they weren't the loyalty. All they, were, all they cared about was getting some kind of access and inside information that would allow them to create controversy, to draw men eyes onto them. And that's only get worse. But what's happened lately, I think, which is a fucking mistake, is that some of these fucking dirt sheet writers who were scum 20 years ago are now held up as if they're like um, important figures in the fucking wrestling industry. They've been forgiven for their misdemeanors over the years, and they, they, were, they were fucking scum 20 years ago, and they're still scum the day. Here they're still are. scum the day. The only difference is, now they have a fan base of rest, uh, wrestling fans who've been fucking sucked in um, to listen to their shite, to gain that, and now they, they, they have a mere traction with, um, you know, in terms of getting inside information and stuff like that, but they're still at their fucking core... They're still the kind of trash journalists, the trash writers that in most other areas we don't fucking put up with anymore. But yeah, wrestling fans still get stuck in. But just, just fucking ditches cunts. Unfollow them. Unfollow them on the social media accounts. Stop fucking listening to them. Now, nowadays, when you have mere access to wrestlers as 
real living people than you ever did before when you can go on Twitch and talk to wrestlers, when you can tweet at wrestlers, when you don't need these fucking dirt sheet people anymore. They were scum 20 years ago and they're still scum today, so don't act surprised when they try and profit on a tragedy now because it's the, the same thing they would have done fucking 20 years ago and did they 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, no. Fucking here, here, by the way, here, here, and and I, I admit to myself that I put my horns up a couple of years ago. I'd say about five, six year ago, um, I was guilty of like no praising these guys. But I remember one time having a match in America, and then the next night in Saint Al Snow, I'm not going to say which guy it was, but he basically said, "Oh, he buried the match last night," and um, he was he messaged me about it, and I was talking to him back and forth, which was true. And Al Snow went through me, man. Went through me. He was like, fucking stop that now. He was like, do not be getting hard-ons for these fucking internet journalists. He was like, this is pathetic. He goes, people that fucking... These people are... are, are like, Meltzer is... He, he... I mean, this is... I mean, I, I, I've met Meltzer a few times. I actually happened to quite like the guy. Even though I don't agree with the stuff he posts, I wasn't happy a couple of months ago when Bob Ryder died and it was, it was up... On his before, before TNA, before TNA had fucking even announced it themselves, and um, uh, you know he's he's the big he's the biggest worker at them all. He's the biggest worker at all the boys. How he's managed to to do this for years and still turn a coin out it and and make people think that everything he says is gospel and it's the the right way of thinking. It's like you know me. I, I don't. These matches were out. Uh, there might be five and six stars. I watch them. It's it's no my fucking. Mm-hmm. No my. It's no my scene. It's no my kind of uh, favorite type of wrestling. But that kind of people try to. It feels as if they go out their way to impress this these kind of guys and. Well, the, the only people that can take the power off of these people, the power away for these people, are, are the wrestling fans. You fucking stop listening to them, and it's mo- and it's moments like that. It's moments when they, they, there are always moments. Just look out for them. There's always moments when these people show their true colours. Um, like you said, Grado, about breaking the news of that death before um, a family had even been fucking properly notified um, to the situation with Brody Lee and Brody Lee's wife having to step in um, to defend the situation. It's they they always show their true colours. So just don't give them don't give them any more oxygen, man. Just like they've always always have been scum. They're called dot sheets for a reason. Uh, okay, and anyway, let's get back to what the show is. John wants to bury Drew testing positive for COVID. He hopes the big man gets well soon. Um, obviously, we all um, we all want to say that as well. Sure, he'll be fine. Big Drew will be fine. Um, yep, and he wants man. to put over WWE, starting to push Nakamura. Are they, though? Let's wait and see on that front. David wants to put over Omega versus Phoenix. Um, did you watch that, Grado? I did. And again, during that show, there was... Uh, what do you call him? Big fucking swagger and warlord, whatever you call him. I enjoyed that mayor. And I'm not trying to fucking look at me. I like the, the, the other, I don't like these matches, but I generally feel as if I've saw the, the type of matches fucking a lot recently. And uh-huh. I, I just, it's no my, it's just no my cup of tea. It's no my cup of tea at all. What did you, did you watch it, John? Did you watch it, Rob? I've not, I've not seen the Mega Best Phoenix. Heather was really good, but. Five star. I mean, it was. Listen, it was a great match. It was a, it really was a good match, but I kind of fell asleep halfway through it. Um, but, it, I mean, they are amazing at what they do. I, I generally think, you know, the guys that do all that, Phoenix is the best. That Ray Phoenix is shit hot, man. He is the top dog at all that stuff. Um, 
Willie wants to say that he's not got anything to bury this week because he stopped watching Raw. Uh, but he does want to put over Nakamura in the gauntlet match on SmackDown. Almost forgot how good he can be. Willie still gave up, gave up on Raw, but he's still staying loyal to WWE. Ross is burying Goldberg. Give a bit of background for everybody. Goldberg's back, obviously challenging Drew for the title at Royal Rumble. Which, I, I, which you know what, I, I'm excited to see that. I really am. Let me tell you something. It's just the respect thing was a bit stupid. Let me tell you something. Fucking Drew fucking is loving the fact he's fighting fucking Goldberg. I can put my money on it. Fucking big time. Drew is is going to be loving. You think they're going to come up to Drew and say, listen, we think we want you to work a programme with Goldberg and he's going to fucking put his foot down while I'm doing that. Is he fuck man? You're wanting to fucking fight Goldberg. You want to beat the you want to beat the fucking the top dogs. You need to remember the individuals that are involved here. You need to remember that wrestling is a is a people it's a people game. And if Vince McMahon's going to come to Drew and say, "Listen, we're going to stick him with Goldberg main event Royal Rumble," um, fuck man, you're going to do it. Nine, you're, of course you're going to do it. Amazing, it's fucking Goldberg. What if Goldberg wins the belt though. Who cares? What about it? Who it's cares? A fucking work, brother. Who cares if Goldberg wins the belt? Goldberg. I would say still legitimately has star power. He has star power. He's still Absolutely. The Waynes um, will love him. And you know what? See if he wants to beat Drew, which obviously I'm sure he would care about. Fucking internet was exploding. I'd love to see all the greeting faces. It'd be a good laugh. I don't think he will, though. He will, me. I don't think he will. Um, but anyway, Ross hates the idea. He says the old man should just walk away. Waste of a main event slot they could be given to How is it? Because they moan any no, every other on, month Grado, anyway. Grado, listen to this. Uh, Waste of a main event slot they could be giving to someone like Keith Lee. Who would fucking take Drew versus Keith Lee when I'm sitting down with my snacks to watch a Royal Rumble, right? With my daughter. Are you asking me, would I rather see Scottish champion Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg or Drew versus fucking Keith Lee while I'm eating my while I'm eating my Doritos? I could take Goldberg every time. Mate. That's not that big guy is a big agile fucker. He's fucking good at what he does, but again, that isn't my scene either, man. I don't. Uh. You know, uh, I mean, you, I, it's, it's, it's alright to watch, but it's. But but you I know, just, I like Keith Lee. I, I like him or not, but, but he, he's no, he's no, the, he's no there yet. We don't need to put, we don't need to put two new stars in the one match. Get a fucking new star, which is Drew in wait, one of the old stars, one of the legends. I'm happy to watch that. I'm happy to watch that until there's a point where he can't go. And Goldberg at the moment can still go enough. Uh, Jonathan wants to put all the support and love the wrestling world showing to Brody Lee's family and bury all the wee fannies trying to make it a brand war. I don't think there was that many people actually trying to make it a brand war, if we're being honest. I think it was a very small minority on Twitter who were doing all the AEWWE stuff. I don't think it was really there. Ryan wants to bury the Raw Legends show. A week and a half on, I still feel dirty for it. Fucking Hulk Hogan, man. What the fuck? Listen, the, the Legends, this was the first time I kind of felt watching one of these Legends shows that I was like, these Legends, the shine has faded for these Legends now. It was pretty slim pickings. Um, so I kind of agree with that there. It wasn't good. Uh, Scott wants to put over a Bullet Club reunion on Dynamite. That was cool. And once they bury the whole Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss, The Fiend angle, when I thought I'd seen it all with Randy literally murdering the both of them over the past few weeks, we've now got Alexa shooting fire out her horn at him. Absolutely no idea where the angle goes for here. It's, I mean, 
Um, I would like to say I warned you months ago when you were all gone. Oh, Alexa Bliss gone with the Fiend is brilliant, aesthetic, exciting. It is fucking rotten, still rotten. And you've got you've got Randy Orton there who is just fantastic. Please stick him in a program with a proper professional wrestler who we know at the culmination of that program we're going to get a great wrestling match. Please do that. No harm to Alexa Bliss. No harm to the Fiend. But Randy Orton is so far above that level. He shouldn't be fucking slumming it there for me. Um, Gemma wants to bury the continued burial of Ricochet in WWE. Boys are starting hard like it's a looking. And wants to put over Karrion Cross's return. Won't be long to that, boys, in the main roster. Absolute machine. I'm a big fan of Karrion Cross. I think the two of them have got a, a, a great look. Um, uh, excited to see where that goes. They're kind of like what the Fiend and Alexa Bliss wish they were. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But currently, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss is like two people that turn up at Comic Con. A fat guy and a wee lassie <laughs> dressed up in the cute fucking Comic Con. <laughs> You're not for Ryan, you know, really? Uh, Paul wants to put over the AEW tribute show to Brody Lee. Great shows over the festive season. Um Wrestle Kingdom we enjoyed as well. Once the Barry Rott's been stinking lately by the Triple H return this week and the Alexa Randy Orton stuff. So there you go, that proves me rank because Paul Paul liked it. Paul likes that kind of stuff. We the lassies firing the fireballs in people's face and stuff like that. So um aye. So so that's that. I could be right. And remember I'm only playing a character on this show anyway. So I mean as well, man. So it might not be my real opinions at all. Um I'm not wanting fucking big Keith Lee pulling me up, man. I want the fiend away. I, I want him to go back to being Bray Wyatt. I want him to go back to being Bray Wyatt so he can cut promos properly and stuff like that again. I think. I like the fiend, man. I like I would, it. I would love to have. I would love to just. I would love to write. I would love to see if I, see Vince McMahon. You know that dream you always have. Vince McMahon gives you a job at WWE and he goes right. What do you want to do here? I'd be like, put put me away. The, the fucking fiend put me with Bray Wyatt let me write some storylines let me write because that because he he's a talent he's got a great mind I think fucking me. definitely man bring back remember he was an old cowboy boots and that fucking Dusty Springfield and all that movie. what was his name I criticise his wrestling matches because I do think his matches on the good but the reason why his matches on the good I think is because he's so invested in making the character work that it gets in the way of the good matches do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like a balance has to be struck there because I I, you know, I just feel as if we've still not seen him at his best. It's frustrating, you know what I mean? What was, um, was he called again? Husky Harris? Could you imagine he come back as Husky Harris, man? I think it's, you know, anyway. It's, it, That's it, stupid. Sorry. See, anyway, it's good, it's good that he has some time off. Obviously, he's lost his friend and stuff like that, and I think it's good that he has some time away. Um, and, you know, I just, I, get, I think I'm so hard on the fiend all the time because I just, I think there's massive, massive potential there for, you know, I, I wish there was somebody at WWE who recognised how how great a mind he has for for performance and for all that, and be able to just kind of tweak it into something. I don't think they can use. They know how to use them, right? I don't. Mm. I don't get it. <laughs> It's a part of the show we invite you, the listeners, to their run in. Come on and ask Gradle what his New Year resolution is, or ask me what the best wrestling game of all time is. Uh, which, by the way, um, a new wrestling game came out um, just this week on the Switch. We're excited. Hopefully, we get to talk about that in future episodes. Let's welcome oh. to this week's run-in. Let's welcome oh. this week's run-in, Stephen McCarthy. Stevie, where are you, brother? Hello, Stephen. Good, Rob. 
How you doing, mate? You all right? How you doing, mate? Not bad. I thought Adam as well went to Dubai there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? I see that it took that long. Adam as well gone to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> what team do you support? I'm a Celtic man. Would you make a Peter Lowell statement there? The, the video you watched it yet? I just put on Twitter there, buff the cured push. Terrible. <laughs> I've not seen it yet. Honestly. I've not seen I've it. I've a season ticket for 22 years and honestly, it's just. Right, calm down, it's no Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> it scunners you though, doesn't it? It scunners you. It's the it's the it's the fucking attitude in them, isn't it? It's it's pure gal. It should be called gallus. <laughs> they they should be they should be fucking falling on their knees and apologising. The lot of them. Um, that forty of them by the pool drinking the pints, man. It was like we're sorry, but we're no sorry. That's Aye. exactly what it was. Fucking disgraceful. The I mean, obviously. They're acting like wrestlers. Ah, yeah, I was a kind of wrestling kind of. It's a heel turn. It's like selling like a turn and heel on their own fans. That's what it's like. They're like, ah, <laughs> ten in a row, fuck it, ten. Swerve. Your day, like, see if you were, see if you were scripting it. See if you were like scripting Selick, right, babyface Selick for a heel turn. This would be the timing, right? This is when you'd pull the trigger on it. You'd go, right, have them come out. So they're going to win the league nine years in a fucking row, right? Here's a sleep, <laughs> and they're going to come out. And they're dead certain they fucking win the 10, right? They're going to come out and then they're just going to turn up and they're going to turn around to the fans and go like, fuck it then. <laughs> <laughs> we're away in our fucking holidays, you idiots. <laughs> we're away in our holidays. What are we saying sorry for? No. I'm not sorry. I've never done anything wrong. Oh, there's a fucking, there's a virus and we've caught it. No, we've brought it back. We're spreading the virus about now. So fuck. <laughs> That's Paul, what it was like. If you were fucking writing it. If you were writing it, this is what this is what you would write. We fucking won nine. What he's wanting? Fuck off, man. He's wanting us to win fucking ten. Fuck off. <laughs> Meaningless. It's mean it's fucking anno- it's, it's annoying. How dare they? Keep going, man. <laughs> and then they're making out the Celtic supporters are the baddies for fucking going. Don't come down to the stadium because COVID. Not. Don't come out here. Away in the fucking holiday with our pints. Sitting back. No, this is wrestling daft, but I, I spoke about it in basketball daft as well. It's um, it's no anyway. How are you doing, Stevie? Sorry. I no bad, Rob. No bad, mate. So I so what, what, what's your story, Stevie? What, what do you do for a living? Um, what do you what, you, what are you married? Are you got a girlfriend? Are you doing? Uh, a... Um, well, I I'm a team manager for the gas board. Ah, what's that him? Was there some gas striking business Strike. happening recently? And that was British gas, but we don't. We it's SGN and we we transport it. Right, if you okay. smell gas, we come out and sort it. And what's your, and have you got any wains or have you? I I've got a, a daughter. She's she's seven. I was married, but me and my missus split up. So I started man. watching wrestling again. That's basically what happened. That's did, you know, did, did you know? Is that why you split up? Because you started watching wrestling again. No, no, it was just one of the things. We drifted apart, Rob. Drifted oh apart, God. mate. Wait, is he? 32. It's sad when it happens <laughs> that way, the one with the drifting apart and stuff like that. How long were you together? Uh, 10 year. 10 year, aye. It was like, with my ex, I was, we were together for 16 years. 16 That's 13, year. mate, aye. Um, and then, you know, it was the same kind of story just over the years, just, you know. It's hard when you've been. No big dramatic up. incident no. or anything, just. No, no big dramatic incident, no. No, there was no else involved, just. Drifted apart. Um, so, what are you? What have you been enjoying since you get back into wrestling again? Uh, not as much. Raw's terrible. 
SmackDown, I enjoyed AEW's impressed me a lot recently, and I didn't think I would like it by day, but it is a wee bit too flippy dippy for me. Just a wee mm. bit. I prefer a story. Aye. I mean, uh, Raw is too long, and it? it's. Uh, I think. I think ever since Raw went to three years, it's just. It's never been good, really. Aye, it's. I watched the one that was on Monday there, and it was honestly. Do you miss the fans there. being there? Say again, uh, fans. Aye. Do you miss the fans being in the room with them? Oh, big time! Aye, I was talking to John. I was on the the March one before, and I've never been to an ICW event. I'd love to go to one. So oh. when it comes back, I'm there. I'm gone. Aye. The thing is with ICW, man, it's like even if you're not a wrestling fan, I, I can lose the folk that are right at the start and I'd go, right, come and see this, and they'd be fucking mega blown away. They'd be like, look, I'm not a fan of wrestling, but that is a brilliant night out. Aye, I'd love, to, I'd love to go. It'd be brilliant. I've watched it on the network. I don't think it's the same. Like, I mean, it's, it's that, that actual stuff on the network, I watched some of that, it's been really, really good. Um, the wrestling's been brilliant, but. ICW is all about empty arenas and stuff like that. You know, it's all about the the, the, the big part of ICW is the crowd. That's what makes it. It's good that you can back. Gregor, you can back to ICW. I, I'll be back. I'd fucking, I just have no neck to be fucking wrestling now. As I say, I'm struggling to walk up the stairs without getting out of breath. Um, <laughs> it's good that they've got like, because Shaw was working again and stuff. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's good to. Coach was there. It's good that that's happening. It's, you know, allowing somebody like Shaw to kind of get back. And so obviously he was laid out with a, a, an injury for a long time as well. You know what I mean? I've got a question. What made you stop watching wrestling? Because it happens to a lot of people. Uh, I broke my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been away for years and years. And then, no, you know what wrestling's like? It's one of the ones like, oh, I like it because my, my nephew likes it and all that. You never actually want to go, I, I like watching guys in spandex wrestling. <laughs> if, you don't have, if you don't have mates that are into it, then it's, uh, well, you know, sometimes you can find yourself a bit isolated in terms of who to talk about it with. Aye, I've got my, my big mate to come, uh, Viscera. Actually, <laughs> Does he look like Viscera? Viscera? So he's he's in the question I'll go for you, Rap. He's, he's uh, I need you to settle something. All right, right, let's go, let's do it. Right, so I want you to hit, so mate, as I say, me and my big mate, uh, yes. Ford Kiernan, right, he was on a podcast recently, <laughs> right, and I thought he was a good guy, but my big mate said he's a wank. Can you confirm if he's a good guy or a wank? Right, okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story about Ford Kiernan, right? And and you you can tell me the answer to that question, right? Years ago, we were doing chewing the fat. Me and Ian Connell were writers on it, and we wrote um, we wrote the big man character, right? The kind of gangster character that Ford Kiernan did. And um, no, when you write for when you write for a show like that, basically you write the stuff and you you sign the contract, and nothing belongs to you, right? So it's right. like you write it, write it, get it away. And it doesn't belong to you, it belongs to them. You've got no rights to any of it. Ford Kiernan, this is when Tuna Fat was really successful. Ford Kiernan go uh, an advert gig on the radio, playing the big man character, right? Right. And he came up with all the bits himself. I never, we never wrote any of the stuff or anything like that, right? But he just got that gig and got some money in his pocket for doing that character. And one day I was in a house, my ma comes to me and she goes, Ford Kiernan's on the phone. <laughs> and I was like, what? He says, she says, Ford Kiernan's on the phone. I was like, why would Ford Kiernan be fucking on the phone? Right? I went, I took the phone. It was Ford Kiernan on the phone and he says, listen, I've been offered this radio gig or doing this character. I know you wrote it and stuff like that, but I just want to, what's your address? I want to send you a check for a grand. Fucking hell, man. And I was like, we need rights to the character, no need for him to do that. But, and I was just a young guy at the time as well, like somebody saying, I'm going to send you a check for a grand was like a fucking massive deal. You know what I mean? 
when he didn't have to date, didn't he have to ring us, didn't he have to date or anything like that? So that's my answer to your question. Right, so I'm, I'm right then, brilliant. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got one for Grado? Aye, I've got one, Grado. Right, so you seen the film Castaway? I love it. Right, so see if you were stuck in a desert island, what's the one thing you would have in your bum bag? In my bum bag? See, it's, this is pathetic that I'm thinking about this, right? This is fucking prophetic, but see, the now it's my fucking vape. <laughs> it's oh, ridiculous. Saying, it's bad. I mean, it's bad, and I know that's not an exciting answer, but I would tell you about this. The now that I don't know how, how you cope with this vape, but this is taking over my life. This is, see, this is one of the things I get embarrassed about. I was, I smoked for about two weeks when I was 16, 17 year old, right? I smoked the Royals, and then I, I, I gave it up, and then started smoking again and I tried to join the police and I had to do a running test, a bleak test, so I packed it and then then it was only I was one of the fucking losers, you know, when you're in the booze and all that. And I get twos in the fag and all that can tapping folk fags. You don't smoke I had okay what I mean? I I yeah. and it and I kinda of did that all the way all the way I was up to funnily enough when uh, up until my fucking relationship ended, I was like fuck it man, I'm buying fags and I was like I fucking love this man. I fucking love this. <laughs> And I swear to God, it was the most embarrassing thing ever. I was smoking 40 a day. I met the lassie who I'm with now, and I basically would hang out her fucking bedroom window. I know that sounds, makes it sound as if she's young, but she stays in a fucking house where there's like all families in it, right? Long story, but I, and I was embarrassed fucking hanging out this window, smoking 40 a day. She ended up getting me onto the vape, and right. I didn't like it. But mate, this is such a fucking grip on me now, man. I wake up at two in the morning, I'll go for a passional fucking vape on it I get affronted when I listen back to podcasts and you can hear me soaking it I lost it in Christmas Eve and I'm fucking running about emergency trying to I need a vape I need a vape I need a vape I need a vape it's pathetic so I just wanted to get out of my system I don't know how you cope with it but it's fucking annoying was that the answer you were looking for Stevie aye no that does me boys (laughs) an existential crisis there for Grado about his uh, about his vape, so you can find out more of that chat on uh, Grade One Stevie's new show, Vape Daft, um, <laughs> which will be <laughs> coming down the line. Stevie, thanks so much for coming on um, Cheers, and speaking Cheers, so man. openly about your personal life and stuff like that, which is always good. Which I always encourage guys should be merry. So um, onwards and upwards, mate. And I hope and please, you have a good 2021. Thanks, Cheers, boys. Cheers. Woo! Right, it's lockdown again, and people are going daft for the telly and try to cram in as much stuff as they can to watch. Uh, I myself, I've been watching a wee bit actually, I've not actually mentioned this, but I've been watching Lucha Underground, do you know that ExpressVPN you can use that to try and unlock that John, I don't know if you're aware of that, you should get to I know, we, we were talking about in the March you can uh, get onto ExpressVPN and unlock the Netflix USA and uh, I think Lucha Underground's still up there isn't it? It is, it is still up there, I watched it last week it, it, it's good, um, you stick on ExpressVPN and it changes basically where you are and you can control where the sites think you're located now you just open the app, you select your location. Um, I sometimes put in, well, you need to put in actually America. You can use Mexico as well. Um, I think it's any of the Americas you can use to try and un- unlock that. But um, yeah, you press one button to connect, you refresh the, refresh the page, and you've got access to thousands of new shows and movies. There's a uh, hundred different countries on there, so you can supercharge your Netflix subscription and you can get more content. You can get The Dark Knight and The Brooklyn 999. That's on uh, the Canadian Netflix. You've got Rick and Morty 
on the France Netflix because sometimes that comes on and comes off. You've even got the Fresh Pins of Bel Air episodes that comes up if you're on the uh, Australian Netflix. So it works with any streaming service you can. There's Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and you can get access to the the free streaming service Peacock. Just change your location to US. So. Well, why do you want to choose ExpressVPN uh, over the other VPNs? Because there's honors out there, but you can stream in HD, no bother, there's no buffering, there's no lag. Uh, it's basically compatible with all the devices. Phones, laptops, media consoles, smart tellies, uh, loads of stuff. Not only that, it lets you change your location, it also encrypts your data, and it lets you surf the web safely and anonymously so go to expressvpn.com slash wrestling to get an extra three months at expressvpn for free so that's expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You just made the list! Now every week we run down a chart of something wrestling related on a list of wrestling daft. You can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. As it's January, we thought we would look to the year ahead and ask you to vote between either who we think is going to be big in 2021 or some outlandish predictions for 2021 and with 84% of the vote it was the outlandish predictions that won so here's my top three outlandish predictions of a uh, 2004 2021 right um my number three is that there is going to be a goldberg title reign um that is going to be ended by know who you think is going to end it. Drew's not going to win it back. Roman Reigns isn't going to win the belt after of my rent like that. It's not going to be the Fiend. It's going to be a returning Brock Lesnar who takes the title off Goldberg. Uh, so that's my number three prediction is Brock Lesnar returning uh, to defeat Goldberg and take the title. What do you think about that, Gredo? Aye, um, as I say, uh, I think Goldberg will be used this year. It's quite obviously Vince kind of turns to him in times of need when the old ratings are going down the old toilet. Um, and, and Brock as well. I, I don't mind watching another Brock and Lesnar match, their match at Mania, where they actually went eight or nine minutes. I thoroughly enjoyed it. My number two prediction is that Undertaker is going to show up at AEW and is going to be involved in a match with Sting. The Grave Digger, Mark Callis. That is going to be happening. Sting versus Undertaker is going to be happening in AEW towards the end of 2021, and it's going to be astonishing. Uh, but not quite as astonishing as my number one outlandish prediction for 2021. Who is going to make an appearance in WWE, hugely controversially, as a heel manager, in 2021, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to be on WWE programming in 2021 as a heel manager, and he is going to have an altercation 
with Roman Reigns about who is the head of the table. <laughs> Trump and Roman Reigns against each other. And people are going to be disgusted and shocked that WWE would do this. And Vince is going to be rubbing his horns as his ratings go through the, the fucking roof. So that's my number one outlandish prediction 2021. You are going to see Donald Trump returning. Hall of Famer. WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump returning to WWE. Might even see Mick Foley in the mix in there. He did um, suggest that Donald Trump should have his Hall of Fame ring taken off him. So anything can happen in the Aye, WWE. That's a work here, right? Okay, let's see what... That was a fucking belter, wasn't it? He's never thought that about that, did oh, Rab, yeah. that was tremendous, mate. You're good at this shit, man. He's never thought about that, did you? Nah, nah right. I thought you were going to say you. Nah, nah, nah. Sadly not. I wish. Right, so... Here's what the punters are saying. Oh, for fuck's sake, Chris, the very first one there, Donald Trump will appear on fucking an episode <laughs> of WWE TV this year. That's very fucking. That's funny, man. I can't fucking believe that. Like, I genuinely can't fucking believe that. I thought I would have had the most original thought in the world there. Uh, Chris is also suggesting that CM Punk will fight Cody Rhodes in AEW in front of his biggest ever audience. It wouldn't he be his biggest ever audience. Um, and Ronda Rousey will return and win the Intercontinental title. She'll then feud with Becky over. I would love Ronda Rousey to return. I'm hoping that isn't an outlandish uh, prediction. Jamie says CM Punk comes back to WWE. Never happening. AEW has a UK pay-per-view by the end of the year. Don't see that either. Don't see it happening. Only the reason because of the, the, the pandemic. But yeah, I think it would have happened by now. Um, Ross says for Baszler to start a feud with Jackson and beat her clean in minutes. That's no fucking outlandish. That's just a prediction. That's, that could happen next week. Mm-hmm. Ross, that could happen next week. Uh, going to be, I'm not doing any minutes. Sorry, Ross, it has to be more outlandish than that. John says Keith Lee is WWE champion. That's not that outlandish, I don't nah. think. Fans back in venues, that's outlandish. Uh, Tony Khan buying impact. That's, that's outlandish. That's not that, and that, that, that probably would have surprised me. Chris says Adam Cole to win the WWE or Universal Championship. The most outlandish prediction of all of these fucking predictions. Uh, Nakamura, Cesaro and Sami Zayn end up in AEW, that's not happening Willie says at least one episode of Dynamite this year will get a higher overall rating than an episode of Raw hmm. I don't think that's outlandish by the way I, think I don't think it's outlandish I think that could happen Karate Warrior 2, probably not so outlandish but Fox gets tired of WWE's crap ratings and creative and just buys out the whole damn thing and runs it themselves uh, very outlandish, that's not happening can I, can I, how much is Tony Khan worth by the way? Because a lot of people sometimes forget that the company that owns uh, TA Impact Anthem, they, their net worth yearly is always like $100 billion. Uh, he's, I It mean, would need to be in their interest to kind of sell that on. You would never think it, but it's uh, Anthem's a fucking mega, mega company, man. Uh, okay, Henderson experiences New Day in a triple threat at some point versus True Drew. New Day in a triple threat at some point against each other, he's meaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't see that. Don't see that. Um, that's quite outlandish, I think. Drew versus Triple H. That's not that outlandish, I don't think. I don't think that's outlandish. Davy says, Do you remember the WWF magazine used to make predictions in January? I'm sure Russell was behind that. Well, the January 97 magazine said of Brian Pillman, Is this the year he finally explodes and he died in October? Interesting wee factoid for you. Just want to um, retract would, that statement. That Anthem, 100 billion is a lot of shit. That's for a pharmaceutical company called Anthem. But I know it's up there. So Anthem's turnover is actually just £100 <laughs> a year. Um, and that's just for you, Grado, by buying impact pay-per-views. Stephen, 
says Charlotte versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Extremely outlandish. Lee says CM Punk returns it to Rumble. Complete nonsense. Derek says Grado to win the Rumble and reveal Rab as his manager. Well, don't guess that outlandish, to be honest. If there, was, if there was a green corridor, then maybe I... Grado beats Roman for the title at WrestleMania, then gets called out by Bingo Balance. <laughs> How good would that be? That'd Vince, be great, if you're man. listening, we are open to talk. We, we talk about it. If you want to get uh, some Wrestling Daft merch, by the way, if you want to be part of this tribe that we're talking about here, the Wrestling Daft tribe, um, you, you, we've got loads of new designs. I, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you about this. Um, we've got the Marcus here, um, a picture of the Wrestling Daft belt on it. We've got Wrestling's Kid on. Wrestling's Kid on is the best fucking wrestling T-shirt there is in existence. Um, and one with a mortal quote for the mortal Hulk Hogan, goodnight Hulkamaniacs and jabroni marks without a life that don't know it's a work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot marks, which he still hasn't sent a cease and desist for, so get it before the cease and desist lands. Save it. Uh, not only that, we've got hoodies, face masks, phone covers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft. <laughs> Imagine you were a wrestler on the way back for a show and you wanted to pop the boys. What's the one story you could tell that would put you over? Well, me and Grado are jumping in the motor and we wanted to tell your story. So let's open this car and get started. Do you get any Febreze left, mate? Do you have? Nah, nah, man, I don't, I don't care. I just think it's when we hit the next town, I'll, I'll go to a proper laundrette and all that, I guess. I'm not, as a woman, I know that does sorts me out now. Cool. Uh, that was a good house, mate. Oh, it was. It was. I managed to shift a lot of merch in there. Aye. Uh, fucking well, beef's great. Oh, fucking Mark's in there. The Mark Town, innit? Fucking right. Beef is. Oh. Filling up strobs. Anyway, let me tell you a wee story. Oh, yeah, a story for me. Beautiful. I was about 20 year old. Uh, must have been. Year 2000, actually. I would have been about 23. Some folks say I was in my prime at 23. <laughs> you uh, were, mate. You were. Aye. Well, a group of my mates, it was about 80s, we saved up for a year, we did a ski season in Whistler, Canada. Beautiful a ski place. season in Whistler, Canada? Four months we spent smoking joints, skiing, going out five nights a week, good times by the way. Stayed in the cheapest accommodation I could find, it was, was essentially a kind of dodgy hostel, it was about 20 bunk beds and one massive room, it was it was a sketchy place, Rob, not me. Oh aye, and this is in Whistler, aye? This is in Whistler, Canada, beautiful place. With a, with a early, basically the start of the holiday me and the gang were out at some club and I'm starting to, to talk to this lassie right blonde lassie swing a right here mate huh? big American lassie she was she was travelling and all up in Whistler anyway we ended Whistler? up ended up snogging and uh, getting getting on Randy getting on Randy way in the dance floor oh. she's still suggesting that we get back to my place right so now, I possibly exaggerated when I was staying during my shit chat up. There was zero chance I was going to take her back to that dodgy hostel. There was absolutely no way. Ah, uh, well, we have a fucking... You're, you're, you're nothing, nothing's happening there. Nothing's happening there going back to that dive. So, I still suggestion it's no too far away. We'd be better going back to hers. So, no, she says, she says, I'm sleeping on a pullet sofa in my pal's living room. So, at this stage, I'm at risk of losing out in a guaranteed shag. And it's been a fair old time at this point before I had uh, had any. So I keep persuading her until she agrees that we can back to hers and we both leave this club. So we get to her place, right? It's, it's a flat high up in some block. 
This is in Whistler. This is in Whistler. Right. So we enter and this place is fucking pitch black. There's a bit of moonlight coming through the living room windows, but I can see, barely see a thing. So we fumble our way to the fold-out sofa in the living room, which is our bed, and instead gone at it, didn't we? Well, that's sex. She keeps... <laughs> having sex? Well, you know. Kiss and tell again. Anyway, she keeps uh, telling me to be quiet so we don't wake up one of her flats, mates. She's kind of known about this quite a lot, she's persistent. So we go at it for about half an hour. We're going doing each other, <laughs> shagging. Very enjoyable. <laughs> Fucking what a detail we are, mate. Then sleep. The next morning, I wake to find myself in the sofa bed, a little disorientated, but I start to remember the night before. This lassie's still asleep next to me. I hear the stirring for the kitchenette, which is basically part of the living room. So I sit up and there's another lassie opening kitchen cupboards, probably making something for breakfast. Aye, aye. Alright, I say. The lassie gets a bit of fright at my voice. And she turns around and she smells at me for a second, then she just stares at me. This really weird look on her face for about 15 seconds, saying absolutely nothing. Clearly this lassie I said slept with wasn't supposed to bring folk home because I'm getting the strangest look. Are you getting the daggers? You're getting like... The daggers? Yeah, bye. But I'm thinking, come on, we're all young, we're on holiday. Well, Relax, calm your jets. Just then, flatmate two, a guy walks in and I'm just about to say, well, any chance of coffee? He jumps about out his skin and looks at me like I've just insulted his maw. These people are fucking so uptight that they never bring a guy or lassie home for fuck's sake. So by this point there's me sat up awkwardly in the middle of these strangers living rooms, the bird of pout is still sound asleep. And I could really day be waiting up at this point because this is awkward as fuck. So I start trying to make really shit small talk with a pair of flatmates in the hope that can I wake her up? Flatmates. No having it rap, no interest in my chat, just staring at me like I'm a trespasser. This is bad, right? I'm thinking, I just need to get the hell out of here. So, aye, aye, aye. I'm only keeping it slight, you know, I'm only wearing my pants. Uh, all of my other clothes are littered around the ground, and I decide to grab all the clothes and get into the bathroom as quick as possible. What I'll do is I'll get dressed in there and just walk out the door. Right? Keeping it slight, this takes about three attempts because if the, the, the flare's sliding, I've not got a fucking clue where the bathroom is. So, I open the door, it's a fucking cupboard, right? Then a kind of weird, sort of bedroomy, storagey area. Like I'm in there until I finally get in the bathroom, right? All this while the flatmates are just staring at me with their mouth open. Aye, aye. What the actual fuck? So I get into the bathroom, I'm thirsty as a camel, so I get my mouth under the cold tap and I just drink and drink and drink and drink. Rap. Ah. I say to myself, that's a bit better. I look in the mirror. I scream. Staring back at me as a guy that looks like me. But this guy is covered head to torso in blood. No just blood, but deep, dark, red, dried on blood. With a big, dried on purpley clotty bits all over my face, ears, neck, chest. It's even my fucking teeth. Rab, I'm fucking losing it. What the fuck happened to me? So after a minute, after a minute of panic, confusion and just disbelief, I realise 
she's a heavy flow girl on her period. And I've went down on her in a pitch black for like 10 minutes. Thought, so I wasn't making a super wet after all. Then I start seeing things coming from the flatmate's view. They've walked into their own living room. I've been sat up in their sofa bed looking like a maniac psycho who's just killed a flatmate. Going, all right, any chance of a coffee? I'm from Scotland, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's happened to you, mate? Oh mate, fucking hell, I'm thinking about it. Anyway, I hear a commotion from the living room. I've opened this lassie up and now it's just total confusion. I open the door and the lassie's right there. She says, eh, you better leave. I sheepishly find the door, still in my pants, clutching my clothes, and I stumble into the hall grab. I get dressed in the corridor. It's eight o'clock in the morning in Canada. Blown a blizzard. The bus driver wouldn't let me, let me, the bus driver wouldn't let me go on, so I had to walk three miles back into the town, take my hostel, where I finally got a shower. And that is the story, Rab, of how I spent the next few weeks nicknamed The Butcher of BC, British Columbia. <laughs> the Butcher of BC. <laughs> <laughs> Hiya, I'm from Scotland, where are you from? Here he a coffee. <laughs> Unbelievable, mate. Can't believe it happened to you. Can't believe it happened to you. Let's go on to the next tune. Let's go on to the next tune. Right, let's... So who who sent that insane story in? He, well, he, he wants to, to be known as Cooper from Edinburgh. He says, just call me Cooper from Edinburgh. I'd appreciate <laughs> if you can just call me Cooper from Edinburgh. So I don't know whether Cooper is his, his right name, if you really are Cooper. That's not uh, like a cover story for an actual murderer, doesn't it? It's fucking worrying, man. <laughs> that, that fucking coffee thing's fucking brilliant, man. That's brilliant. Beautiful. Now, if you have a wrestling daft road story, it doesn't have to be any day with wrestling, just a funny Idiots. story about your life that's going to pop a boys. Drop us a DM on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or on the Facebook page. And pop the girls as well. Aye, but I mean in mere light. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'm, you know what I'm, we're the, the, boys, boys, the boys. The boys as in us. Is it going to pop us? Sorry. So that's it for Wrestling Daft. We need to uh, choose our listener of the week, our first listener of the week of... 2021 uh, my suggestion is immediately going to be I really like Chief J Strongbow Dark Fruits I love that um, I love that I also loved Jushin Super what was it oh that's the one so Aye. it's going to have to be Jushin Super Lager Jushin Super Lager <laughs> Johnny is a listener of the week um, very very close there just go to the wire uh, that's it for Wrestling Daft please rate, review and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcast mind for more content for the video version of this show get on board at patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft uh, we want to make this show bigger and better through 2021 we're going to be flinging about ideas about changes that we can make and mm-hmm. other things that we can do to really grow up because aye, we've, got, we've got a good wee community here and I think 2021 could be our year to become the best wrestling podcast in the world why not check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft as well and wear it while you sit about the house aye it's like you know what I mean I don't know if it causes me a hassle or interrupts the show but obviously I love connecting with the community you know and I know people come on and they get the the questions and that's a better experience for folk but if you've got any if there's something there that, 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 that Rab said if I've said if John said that's fucking really getting you a goat man or you want to know something you want to know that you want to know some dirt 
Don't hesitate to, to, to email us, man. What do you think, John? Oh, it's no, man. It's, yeah. it's a two-way. This is a conversation. This, this is a conversation. Your it's your, your show, folks. And if there's anybody you want us to interview as well, I know we, we don't do interviews as much, but I've started to get weaker. Because I'm right back into the wrestling, I want to speak to a few guys. I've got a couple of ideas in my head who I really want to speak to. I really want to speak to fucking Vince Russo on this show. Oh, that would be great. I want to get Russo on, so... That would be great. Let's try and get Russo, right? <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a happy new year, I'm going to say, even though Gredo says we shouldn't be allowed. Have a happy new year and stay safe until we see you. And remember, there is a yellow warning in place, and that is until 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, so do not drive unless it is essential. And if you need any more travel advice, just listen to Go Radio. Just Alexa, launch Go Radio. I'm there every morning, Monday to Friday, with Crofty. Catch Gredo on Go Radio. And uh, is there anywhere else they can catch you, John? Or they can catch me on Clyde One starting from Monday. So um, oh. I'm the Gredo's radio rival. I'm the AEW. Oh, I'm the WWE and he's the AEW. Who's the only guy on that show who doesn't have a radio show? It's me. I'll just fucking look after my wings. You'd hate them breakfast radio. Oh, you'd hate it, Rab. It's no you, man. Cheers, boys. Thanks for the support. <laughs> you wouldn't like it anyway, Rab. You wouldn't like it anyway. So. Right, cheers, folks. You get too fast, mate. You're fucked, you're brand new. Speak to you next week. How about it? It's your hell. Audio Frontier. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.